What's up, Banana Bunch? Welcome back to another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. This week, we're learning about how we conceived the discovery section of our store, talking international coffee, and I had a wild encounter with another random customer on what brings you in. But first, you know I love this part. It's review time. That's right, the month isn't quite over, and I'm still trying to hit 100 reviews by the year's end, and we're really close. Now, I've been telling you that Apple Podcasts is the only place where you can review a show, but as of this week, Spotify has now added a place where you can review a show. That's awesome. Thank you, Spotify. Our show's success is driven by your support, and the easy way to support me and the show is by writing us a review on either Apple Podcasts or now on Spotify. Let me read a review to you so you know how easy it is. Uh, This one comes to us from CT33. Quote, One of the great things about visiting Jungle Gems is the exploration of new things. Mark, the host, does a fantastic job tapping into what makes the Jungle Gems experience so exciting for newcomers or for people who enjoy visiting frequently. The podcast is informative and fun. With Mark's animated commentary and personality at the helm, as well as his ability to connect with his guests, he's able to deliver the passion and expertise of his guests to his listeners in every episode. That's so nice. Thanks, CT33. I really, really appreciate the review. Thank you so much for taking the time out to do that for us. I truly appreciate it. I hope you all know that. And I mean that for all of you that have written reviews. You're all very important to me. So yeah, now we're in that time of year where the holidays are over, but we're in that kind of weird state of flux where time has no meaning. I've eaten so many chips and other delicious things, but that's okay because we still got a fun show today. If I sound a little weird, how dare you? But it's because I'm a little under the weather. But great news because it's all negative test results on my end. But you know what else is great news? We are almost done setting up the live microphone outside the studio here. And if you haven't been in, we installed a microphone outside the studio so you can reach out to me if you want to come get involved. Maybe at some point we'll do some Q&As live when I've got guests on. I think that would be a lot of fun. But this means that you... We'll be able to come in here and just get involved with the show directly rather than what normally happens is me chasing you and other customers around the store to be like, hey, what are you here for? What fun things are you shopping for? What do you want to know about Jungle Gyms? And will you come to the show? Oh, no, I've made you anxious. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I think this whole thing is really, really, really cool now. So we've got some nice first class seating up here. We've got the microphone. I can now tap into the store's audio to broadcast right to all of you. I think it's so damn cool. And you know what? Where else but Jungle Gyms would you get this kind of action? Yeah. I don't think Trader Joe is into this. He's probably not. Well, speaking of action, I grabbed a random customer the other day for a quick chat, and it turns out that they were incredibly talented, and I just had to do this. This is one of those things. Look, what I like about this job, amongst a billion other things that I've said I liked about this job, is that I get to meet random people all the time. And sometimes those people surprise you with like their life stories and talent and all that kind of stuff. I keep a stash of instruments in my studio. Really, I want it's the guy from the first episode whose name escapes me right now, but he came in and sang beautifully on our very first episode. And ever since then, he had mentioned he was a clarinet player for 35 years. Now, mind you, at the time, I had an alto sax in my car, and I really was like, I should bring this in. But I didn't. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So what I did in the meantime is I brought a bunch of my guitars, keyboards, all kinds of stuff like that, because you never know who you're going to meet at Jungle Gyms. 
And, you know, like, like I said, I just want to occasionally capture and expose these secret skills. I'm diving too far here. I don't want to actually spoil this. So check out this quick What Brings You In with Babe Wells. One of my favorite segments to do is What Brings You In. And I've been trying a lot lately with customers to just bring them into the studio. You can imagine sometimes... They're uh, a little apprehensive to come talk to me, especially if they're not used to this. But I joked with you outside the booth. You looked cool, so I thought I'd have to bring you in. So, babe, nice to meet you, first off. Nice what to meet you. Yeah, Thank what you. brings you in the store today? You uh, Is it a beer run? Is that what I understand? Uh, yeah, looking for a few things for a couple holidays party holiday parties coming up next week. So That's awesome. Um, I might do some desserts. I might do some alcohol. Looking for maybe like uh, building a little charcuterie board for my dad for mm. for the holidays. So I, I love that. That's yeah, amazing. yeah, oh yeah. God. I I love that we have that charcuterie deli separate too. So I know like get all that. Oh my gosh. I was just looking at it over there. I'll have to uh, I'll have to make a second pass before I leave. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to stomp you, but I appreciate you letting me stomp <laughs> you. So yeah. No. I one of my favorite things, like I said, is to bring people in and just be like. Why are you here today? You know, yeah. not an aggressive one, not as aggressive. Sure, sure, sure. And you guys are slammed for the holiday season. So. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? And it's been crazy like this since probably mid-November. Yeah. I'm new to it. So I've worked retail before, but I've not worked in like food retail in this regard. Oh, okay. So I wasn't sure what to expect. Okay. You know? And I'm kind of in the, you know, I mean, as you can now see, we're sitting here literally just looking on the droves of people entering the store. Yeah, this is awesome. The setup is great you have over here. Yeah. It's, Very cool. I, I feel like I am the luckiest person on the planet. Yeah. So, do you live in the area? I do. I live over on the east side of Cincinnati. Okay. So more, it, to, more towards like Anderson Township. Okay. And I was going to ask you, do you have a preference in which jungle gyms you usually visit? Um, sometimes I come out here because there are some things you can find here, not at the other one, but uh, the other one's closer. Uh, my wife and I go there all the time. I love it. That's so cool. Well, thanks. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Actually, she used to work for a spell over at uh, the Paradise Pavilion, which I'm not sure if they have anymore. It was like a cigar and, and a scotch tasting bar. And so I think it just recently reopened. I want to say like end of October-ish. Okay. I went to a, uh, they had three Floyds. So it's back to the beer thing. They had oh, a, awesome. We had a tasting event there. It's a beautiful space. I didn't even know it was there. I've shopped that store a lot before I came to work for the company. Yeah. Had no idea that whole thing was back there. Yeah, it's really cool. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. They've got a, uh, they they just told me recently they have an, uh, an ice skating rink set up out there outside of the, uh, outside of the store in the RJ Cinema there. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I can't ice skate, unfortunately. But I can't either. Yeah. It's actually one of my worst nightmares. <laughs> <I> would, <laughs> so great. So would you like to go with me then? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so babe, what do you do for a living? Uh, what I do for a living? I'm, I'm a musician. I'm a tra I consider myself a bit of a tradesman when it comes to that regard. Um, and I also work part-time as a, under a chef here in Cincinnati who owns a the Red Feather Kitchen, oh. and who owns Dutch's Larder that just opened up over on Erie Avenue in Hyde Park. Oh, cool. Um, so I'm working in the kitchen there. Um, I love doing that. I would consider cooking my hobby, music my passion. You know? Wow. So I do both of those uh, quite often, all the time, seven days a week. And uh, I'm a brand new father. Oh, congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Probably a little terrifying, I'm sure. It is a little bit. I'm a little worn out, but uh, in, in the best way. I don't oh, know yeah. how else to put it other than that, you know, in oh, the best so way cool. possible. What, so I'll, I'm going to cycle back to music because now I'm like, oh, you do look cool. Of course you're a musician. Uh, <laughs> how did you get into the food thing? Um, you know, I started working in food uh, when I was in college, getting my, my degree. Um, it just always seemed to work out. And I think creative types like to be in the kitchen. Yep. You know what I mean? And, uh, and creative types tend to run kitchens. So if you have things like music or whatever you have going on art wise, uh, they seem pretty supportive of that. 
Yeah. You know, uh, minded people generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I'm totally in a blessed position right now that the guys who run the places that I work at are, are very, very supportive of what I got going on musically. So that's so cool. I, and uh, yeah, I haven't been to Dutch's larder yet, but it's on my list to do, but I love what Brad's doing over at bread feather. That's like one of my, I, I, I think I've mentioned it on here before, but if not, I still have awful dreams (laughs) in the best way about the red wine caramel sauce. He makes for that pork chop. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's unreal. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Brad's a great guy. He's he's an amazing guy to work with. He's got another guy named Luke helping run the kitchen over at, uh, at Dutch's um, that I think was at, I don't want to speak for him or anything, but I think he worked for Ruby for years before he came over to Dutch's. So definitely an experienced cast over there. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't, I I can't bury the lead too much in this one. So music, huh? What kind of music do you make? I have a vested interest in this, as you can see my pile of guitars in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, um, so the music I make, man, there's a lot to it. I, I, I come from punk rock. I came from like the, what I would consider the national touring circuit all through my twenties. I was all over America, Oh wow! Uh, all over North America, I should say Canada and the States and uh, a little bit in Europe, a uh, show or two in Mexico. And, and I was playing um, heavy punk rock music, you know what I mean? Um, uh, but I, my heart has always been in blues and soul and R and B and yeah, roots rock and that kind of stuff. Uh, heavily influenced by Delta blues and heavily influenced by guys like a, uh, Levon Helm and Tom Waits and stuff like that. That's the stuff I grew up on. So, um, yeah, I, I just recently kind of ventured pretty much like right around when the pandemic really hit, I decided to finally venture into my solo project, which I'm doing right now under my name, Babe Wells. And, uh, I put a plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This time last year I put out like a holiday EP as kind of my first solo release. Cool. Um, yeah. And I just released it kind of a little bit more on a wide scale this year on, on Spotify and iTunes, finally getting that under my belt because my band had some contractual stuff to do prior to that. We had a record that came out earlier oh, yeah. this year. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm, so that band's called the epidemic. It was like a like I said, heavy kind of upbeat punk rock, fun stuff, but yeah. uh, this new stuff I'm venturing into and uh, really just wanting to get my songs I've been writing for the last decade of my life out into the world uh, is more on, like I said, the soulful bluesy, R&B side of things. When I say R&B, like a classic R&B. Sure. Uh, So this is the hardest question I'll ever ask someone. Are you any good? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, it's subjective just like everything else, but I I, I think that uh, I'd like to think I'm pretty good. I I think you answered that question properly. I have this running thing where (laughs) I was like, if an artist answers in that kind of like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like that little bit of humility. All right, let me ask you then an even more difficult question. As I mentioned, pile of guitars in the room. Yeah. Do you want to sing? Do you want to play something? Would you be, is that weird to ask? Would you I'd, want love, to play something? I'd love to play, uh, I'd love to play the, the, uh, one of the songs off the holiday EP since we're around. I that think time I'm of cool year. with that. Yeah, that's a perfect time of year. Okay, in that case, well, either this is the end of the interview if it's awful or you're about to hear a song from me. No, this is great, baby. This is what I love about this job. Where else but Jungle Gyms if I could have a musician come in and go like, yeah, I'd like to play in your studio. Right yeah, so, yeah. Let's Christmas, baby. Okay. Let's do it. You can find this on Spotify, Apple Music, and all major streaming services. Just check out Lonely Holiday by Babe Wells. This song's called New Year's Eve Alone. Five and 
my gosh that was <laughs> i'm laughing because i'm like of course only at jungle gyms are we going to bring in somebody randomly that is going to oh, sound like that dude that was incredible thank you so much mark thank you for having me yeah babe what a i'm stammering because i've just 
This happened the same time. I don't know if you've listened to the show before, but we had an episode of, like, my first guest that was random in here. He was a gospel singer. Oh, and that right. we found out in the hard, like, not the hard way, but, like, I'm stammering because that was incredible. Thank oh, you thank so much. Thank you so much, yeah. And, oh, look at that. We can see the round of applause coming from out here. Thank How you. cool is that, everyone? Like, this is the kind of fun stuff we want to do only at Jungle Jim's Pod. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Thank, thank you all. Uh, that was incredible, right? And, I, you know, that was my first time, A, having a live performance in the studio at all, which was really exciting. Especially, I mean, again, you know, you just walk up to a person, you're like, hi, what are you here for? And they're like, beer and charcuterie. And you're like, oh, cool. You look cool. Do you do anything else? They're like, maybe. And you chat with them for a few minutes, and it turns out they're incredibly talented. That was fun. And what was even more fun is this was the first time I really got to, outside of an interview this is, uh, test out the broadcasting to the main store. So it was really fun for me to watch people walking through the store, seeing this performance happen live, and then like literally stopping what they were doing. They are doing exactly what Jungle thought would happen with the little display out here. People came, they sat in little first-class seats, they watched the show, they listened to it. I mean, even our employees were sitting there going like, wow, this is incredible. I mean, you know, not that I, I get plenty of positive feedback and reinforcement from my coworkers, but it was really cool to see something like this. That was, uh, how should I say, I was just winging it, you know? And it turned out great. But once I heard Babe start warming up, I was like, yeah, I'll go ahead and turn on the, the PA system. It was beautiful. Thanks for coming in, Babe. Truly, I, I'm stammering because I'm like, I don't even know what to say. It was amazing. All right, up next, the real meat and potatoes, or well, in this case for the episode, a cup of coffee. Uh, we have this program and section of the store here called Discoveries, and I really like Discoveries because I wanted to use it as a means of introducing everyone to different cultures and other experiences in the store, and you know that's the point of the actual section anyway, but I'm like, well, I've got this broadcast platform here through the podcast. I can make everyone super hip to all these things and every month when it changes, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, this month, for example, we're covering coffee from all over the globe. So right now I've been sipping on two different types. On the more traditional coffee end here than the French press, I've got Jacob's Kronung, which is a popular German coffee. And after looking them up a little bit more, they describe how much time they put into the pampering aroma, which is... Um, well, I mean, it smells nice. I don't know that coffee actually makes me feel pampered so much as it just makes me feel like alert and alive. But uh, yeah, it's a rich aroma. In the words of uh, Kyle McLaughlin, uh, it's a damn good cup of coffee. But in my other mug here, I also wanted to try kind of on the opposite end of things. It's a DD brand. It's an instant Thai coffee, which I actually think is even more fun. So uh, it's very similar in flavor to Thai tea, if you've tried that. And you know what? If you haven't tried Thai tea, Come on in, Jungle Gyms. Come get some of it. Have a sip with me. You know what? If you really, if you hear this and you're like, I haven't tried Thai tea, come by. Maybe I'll buy you a bottle. How's that sound? Okay. The, only for the first person that does it. But yeah, Thai tea with a little of that instant coffee flavor as well. So it's really good if you're on the go, super easy to make, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm getting lost in the sauce here. So I invited our coffee buyer, Kofi, and manager Jim to come on and chat with me about all this. However, a combination of what I'm going to call broadcast anxiety and intense workload around the holidays precluded Kofi's involvement. So instead, Jim and I sat down to talk about how discoveries came about and some things to look forward to on the show, like Lunar New Year. Now, I'll throw this out there. I never want to poke fun at anyone's uh, anxiety about coming on talking on the show. 
But I just want to say to all my coworkers who are listening and anyone else listening, and, well, those of you listening to the show know how this goes. It's just a conversation. And I totally understand being a little uh, anxious or apprehensive about it, but I promise I want the show to be good, so I only want you to sound good. I'll never, ever betray your confidence, and I'll never make you sound bad. Jim, thanks for... Oh, we already got people watching. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> Jim, thanks for coming back. Uh, I know we were going to bring Kofi in, too, but I know it's super slam season, and also, I'm a lot of energy, and I know that makes people a little anxious, especially when they're not doing uh, on-air interview stuff regularly. So, Kofi, we love you. Come next time. I promise I'll be very gentle. Kofi is our coffee buyer here at uh, Jungle Gyms in Fairfield, and he is absolutely buried alive with holiday orders right now so he he has to he has to take a pass on this you will get to meet him in the future shows though yeah that'll be fun well before i know we were talking a little bit of coffee today but i thought it would be good because you know you and i have talked about how we want to you know uh share discoveries with the world and how we could bring in like that how did you word it uh, the theme manager i'm so sorry uh-huh. Category manager. Category manager. Thank you. Uh, each time. So I'm really, I think that's something and I'm telling, I'm obviously saying it for you, but I'm saying it mostly for the audience's sake. We're going to meet a lot of fun people. I know you and I have already planned our Lunar New Year, Lunar New Year special with Lucia. Right. That's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, let's, let's just start with the history of discoveries because this is a really unique thing. You know, we talk about that first, only mm-hmm. most mentality here. And I feel like this is a first. Right. And, and. Uh, it, it's been a, a passion of mine. This is, believe it or not, like year three or four on this. It's been out, really? out there quite a while. Um, this program initially started as an idea to do subscription boxes. Oh, yeah. And the idea was to pick a theme, mm-hmm. whether it be a country or a commodity, and then do a theme box based on that, and then both post it out for sale on the Internet and sell it within the store. Um to go along with those items that we picked for the subscription boxes, I started building the displays underneath them. I would run a shelf full of the boxes or the gift packs or whatever, and then run a lot of the items uh, that were in the box or related to the box underneath. So that was the beginning of, beginning of the program. It kind of it kind of fizzled on the subscription box part of that mainly because of handling and freight costs, which are worse now than ever. Oh, I'm sure. So we. We eventually turned it into a gift box program, and we we would run the gift boxes in the store only and and sell from there. What we noted real quick was that the items that were on display were selling very well, and the items in the sets, which were dispersed all through the store, were selling very well, which I bring that up because that's how we're measuring our success. So basically it evolved into what is now a themed ad, and a theme display program, and sometimes gift boxes if they relate. Yeah. Uh, and then the goal kind of evolved into what is now a goal to educate the customers as to the availability of different brands and different commodities throughout the store and in different countries throughout the jungle. And so the, the display in both stores is not in international. It's out in the general store um, at Eastgate, it's right as you come in the doors. So they, they're exposed oh, okay. to it almost immediately. And here it's uh, right across from the registers, right on the top of the meat department. So we're able to show that customer base uh, that maybe normally wouldn't go all the way back to international to, to, to show them what we have and to draw them back there. Um, 
we use a report to measure that and it's been phenomenal. The way I've been selling discoveries to the audience, because I've mentioned it a few times on the show, because I think it's a really cool idea, right? You know, at the end of the day, I think you said it in a much more diplomatic way, but the way I would say it is it's a way to get white people to try stuff that's out of their wheelhouse. I, avo- I avoided that kind of lingo, but yeah, it, no, 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 it, that's a, that's a Mark it, thing, not you. It basically <laughs> is where its location is, is the typical Anglo customer that is doing regular grocery shopping all of a sudden as they walk out of the meat department they're exposed to dutch or chinese or whatever the theme is and that base customer that normally would shop china they're not going to shop this right they're going to walk go right back to the section they're used to and buy their chinese and their stuff but uh, the comments i hear when i'm up there working all the time is look they have foods from whatever country and wow look they've got foods from china like oh my god we've had foods from china for 40 years but right. you know <laughs> uh, i mean that that customer went to the registers at that point you know they yeah. they did their grocery shopping they got their meats and maybe they took off and went right out the door so it's one of the coolest things i think about jungle gyms right is that we try to make this an inviting inviting environment not only from the people for the people who would traditionally shop those countries or are from those countries. But again, ultimately to get the average consumer that comes in Fairfield, Ohio to try something out of their wheelhouse, you know? Sure. Sure. I mean, even someone adventurous like me, I like it because it always acts as a teaser to be like, Oh, I didn't know this was a thing. I, I first really dove in because I, it's funny. I have a cousin in Germany. I have a lot of family in Germany, but like I have a cousin in Germany and I was talking to him when I first started, I was like, Hey, we're about to do a German month. And then he mm-hmm. walked me through a few of those. He's like, is that all you have? I was like, no, no, no. This is just like a, a teaser to this feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was cool because a, it got me in a conversation with somebody that was native to the country. Right. And mm-hmm. yeah, we're related, but whatever. But like, you know, it got me interested in it. And now I find myself buying some of the snacks at Gregory. There's your shout out, Gregory. Uh, but that Gregory's been trying to get me to eat forever. Sure. So I think this is such a cool idea, and, and it was one of the big reasons I wanted to have you on here. So I know you've got your reports out here. How does this all work? I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these because numbers are boring. But you um, say that, but you know what's funny is people seem to love it. I'm I'm a little bit with you. I want to know the I want to know the service layer of numbers, yeah. and then after that, I'm like whatever. But people really do seem to love it. So feel free to dive in, man. Just a snippet the. The, the average sales per month, it's measured per month, uh, approximately three years ago, uh, the, the original sections were doing about $1,000 a month. That's, that's nothing. Yeah. Paltry for in here. Uh, we've got programs now that have been as high as 99000 So my, wow. my top one, and I, in some cases I'm playing it for, uh, for the seasonality or something, but I think our top, our top one was chocolate one year yep. did, did like a hundred thousand uh german which you were just mentioning yep. last month did like fifty eight thousand dollars in sales out wow. of that section so uh it's doing well but more striking because the the sales out of that section and out of the ads are great but the, remember the real goal is to expose these items to the customer that didn't know they were there yeah so eric goodcoop who is our number guy phenomenal has he has a report that measures this after the fact for the next several months and stuff oh to like see if it affects the actual section does it affect that section yeah it is genius and so if i'm reading this right eric um this is the one this is like a two-year snippet from january 2020 to uh, september 21 the items that we featured in those programs were up 64 percent 
So wow. that tells us that we're driving that customer back to those sections. Yeah. Part of what we do is we mark the item in its home section with a tag that says Discovery's chocolate or discover a coffee right so they when they go down the aisle can see where it's flagged as a regular home we leave those tags up for a couple months so they can find the stuff and uh all the reports here tells me that this is working so so um this month's for december i i or we because i do kind of work with committee we all discuss it amongst ourselves in the category managers and the rest of the team we decided to feature coffee which makes sense for the cold weather and it's kind of brave being the type of uh, environment we're in right now with supply. Yeah, but, I'm sure. But, but yeah, <laughs> we, we decided to go with coffee and um, part of the idea of this was coffees from around the world. And so I, I wanted to feature coffees from different cultures, coffees from different countries. One caveat is just because an item maybe is uh an Italian coffee doesn't necessarily mean it's Italian beans. I should imagine a lot of these, a lot of these countries and a lot of these manufacturers import their beans, you know, from uh, Ethiopia or wherever they're getting them from. Right. And then they put their own twist on it. But I tried to feature some of the best items out of every country. So consequently on the display up front and in a lot of the stuff, when I got ad space, you'll see the top five blocks of international or discover items. Um, and so I'll, I'll feature what I think are some of the best items. Uh, I, I feature the countries of Ireland with the Bewley's products. Uh, probably the biggest surprise so far, Turkish, which makes sense when I think about it. I've got several <laughs> Turkish items out there, Alamede and uh, Quazaz. Uh, they've been the biggest surprise of the s- uh, section so far. They're flying. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're flying. I just didn't. Partially, partially my own ignorance and not familiar with the brands, but mm-hmm. I'm stock. I, I personally am stocking the section in here, and I'm stocking it every day, so wow, I can see what's uh, the Hispanic representation. I've got Bastello coffee, which is strong Mexican Latino label. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually Spanish from Spain. Right. Uh, San Domingo from the uh, Dominican Republic. Uh, Yacona from Puerto Rico. Uh, German, which you tried. I have the the Jacobs. Yeah, I'm I, I literally sipping on it as we speak. So I just yeah. brewed a pot right before we started, and it is really good. It's like nice and uh, how should I say, fresh, crisp, and intense in flavor. Mm. Bold, I believe a coffee expert would say. Well, what you find with a lot of these, especially these German coffees, they've been manufactured since like the 1800s. I mean, these are old staples. I love um, that though. Dahlmeier, which. When I look at the package, it's actually out of Ethiopia. Oh, that's fine. But, but you know, they're, they're processing the beans. Uh, Greek, I've got Lumitas, coffees. Italian, can't do it without Italian. Right. I've got the Lavazza, or Lavazza, as I call it. I've got the Illy. And these are these are li- lines that if you go stay in a nice hotel, you'll find those are what they put in the, in the hotel for you. It's like I'm a little familiar with uh-huh. Italy only because one, I've been bougie a few times. Um, from Japan, I've got several iced coffees like UCC and Polka. Um, Vietnam, I'm featuring the Trong Nguyen coffees, the G7s. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also have got a strong mix of what I call domestic some of these are kind of kind of a mixed feature because what I think will be turn out to be the big gun of the whole thing, as usual, will be our Café du Monde, oh, which yeah. is up there. It just, I wasn't sure how it would be hit by 
the gringo coming up that aisle, but they're nailing it. So. Oh, yeah. Well, what's interesting to me about that is I think there's the you have kind of two angles there because I know it's really popular in Vietnamese culture. Correct. Uh, and I'm assuming that's because of the French influence and what have you. Um, and then of course the fact that Cafe du Monde being so popular in New Orleans in the first place, mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of those like badge of honor buys, you know, yeah. it, it's just, we're selling, we're buying it by the pallet, which is crazy. I mean, full pallets. Um, yeah, and you're correct. There was a, what a colonization and a war for a long time with uh, Vietnam and France. So yeah, so they they kind of grew up on it. Uh, the other Vietnamese or the other, I'm sorry, the other uh, Cajun line I've got out there is Community Coffee, and we do very well with that. And it's oh, just cool. a Southern coffee. I'm familiar. Uh, a lot of domestics out there. I've got Boston Stoker, which is a favorite of the Dayton area, mm-hmm. featured in a lot of those stores up there, and then a lot of the gringo kind of items like tim hortons and death wish which is like the strongest thing you can can sip on i've always have you tried that before are you a coffee guy i am not a coffee guy but i've tried a lot of it yes yeah okay i was gonna ask about death wish because i see it in the store all the time and i'm like is it one of those it's one of those things that i see and i'm like is this a joke you better like coffee (laughs) oh wow okay all right i'll put that on my list too great great when you don't want to sleep for a while uh, yeah, right. It's very strong. <laughs> uh, I, a different angle I took on these displays and in the ad is I went after coffee candies, which are pretty rare. Oh. And so you'll see an ad coming up on coppers. I've got uh, chocolate-covered coffee beans up there from coppers and Copico. I've got flavored coffee candies from Bally's Best, Marich, Harvest Sweets. So, uh, are those predominantly U.S. made? Or predominantly those- U.S. made, uh, although a lot of them are sold in Asia. The Copico is a... Asian line. Oh, okay. So um, a lot of, so it's generally either Thailand or the U.S. And so a lot of uh, opportunity there and a lot of crossovers. I put some of the cream items from Vietnam and stuff up there because the Vietnamese, as you saw, they like heavy cream in their coffees. So I've tied a few things on like that. So I love that we're able to do all this stuff. And it's fascinating to me to think about this. And I'll probably talk a little bit about it in the uh, pre-roll here, but just that even by like you mentioned you know even like the you're like oh this german coffee from ethiopia or yeah. from south america because you know i mean i guess so much of the production is ar- originated from those places anyway well one of the things that caused a lot of arguments is is how i design or how we design the sections from different countries it isn't necessarily manufactured in that country it right. is what is consumed in that country. That, yeah. that is the direction we're going, and that causes a lot of headaches out in the sets and things. But, you know, the, we're talking about Café du Monde, heavy Vietnamese use, so I put it in the Vietnamese section. Yeah. So, so there's there's can be some confusion on that. Uh, major effect from Japan because uh, the Japanese tsunami a few years back mm-hmm. destroyed a lot of the manufacturing, destroyed the land. Oh yeah, can't be I didn't used. even think about that. Yeah, can't be. So most of the Japanese stuff I get right now is coming from Thailand. So, so then I'll have someone say, "Well, that's not Japanese. That's Thai." Well, it's Japanese. It's just they couldn't make it anymore. You know, right? Exactly. And that and that's actually I think that's kind of a cool way to think about it too, because in an, in like a roundabout way, you actually are informing the customer on culture still because the thing is like you said it's what's popular there you know it's not just about what's manufactured there and it's not like we don't carry things that are 
aren't manufactured in those places. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a combination where, at least this is how I view it, where we have to attract, again, the Anglo customer. I like that verbiage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but at the same time, have to bring the things that are like, oh, this is a taste of home. Like, you want that. Com I, you know, I mean... I'm just not from Cincinnati. I think about how often I'm like, if we could have a New York section here that had the pizza I wanted, right? You know, or whatever silly thing I'm thinking right. of. But that that's what you ultimately want. It's I don't necessarily care if it's fully manufactured there. I just want a taste of home, mm -hmm. you know? Sure. I think, exactly. that's, I think that's a cool way to go about that. I also, I love that this is all born out of the idea of the subscription box. Right. And that's, I don't know. Uh, personally speaking, I'm just going to put this out in the ether. I would love to see that be a thing again, you know? If, if an option, I, I think that's, you know, I see so much about it being popular. I can tell you how many times I've bought those kinds of things as gifts mm -hmm. for friends, you right. know? I, I feel like that would be a huge win for us. I am certainly game to try that again. It's it's a, it's a an area that we've experimented on and failed. That's part of what Jungle allows us to do in here. We're able to try different things and... Yeah. Uh, uh, sometimes we bomb and have to get back up and try something else. But Yeah. Well, and I also think about how Jungle said, well, one of the times he came in here, he's just like, I like to bring dead things back to life. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. so maybe this is something that we resurrect a little bit, you know, especially as the podcast starts to grow. That's mm -hmm. where my head is because, like, I, I think it would be so fun. Here's, I'll just pitch this to you, Jim, but I think it would be really fun. And audience, if you think this is a stupid idea, you let me know. If you don't think it's a stupid idea, really let me know. But what I think would be so cool is to have – we could do themes that were kind of uh, some tandem between what you're doing with discoveries and what I'm talking about on the show when it's not necessarily sure. related and you could try new stuff. And then think about this. We could get those out in advance. Yeah. The audience could get them at the top of the month. And then every week we could talk about stuff that was in that box and they could kind of taste along with us. Oh, love it. Sounds yeah. Cool. I think that'd be fun. So who knows now that I'm telling everyone I'm the biggest superstar of the podcast game, you know, a top 100 food podcast gym. So, <laughs> um, by next broadcast, which our next time we're up, we're probably going to be talking lunar new year. Yeah. Um, I will hopefully by that time have the complete schedule for next year done for discovery. Cool. Nothing's ever firm here in the jungle, yeah. but you know, we can throw out a few teasers maybe and yeah. see what we're looking yeah. at in the future. We, you can see what we're looking at and see how to pursue it. Yeah. And I'm loving And look, I, again, thanks for, you know, I, I appreciate you trying to bring the international voices into so that we can hear. I'm really excited to talk with Lucy. I've, I've talked with her a few times just in passing, but I know she's, it, this is a terrible time of year for me talking to other employees because everybody is as busy as can be. And I'm like, can I have 11 seconds of your time? Cool. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Talk to you soon. International is doing more business than they've ever done. We're I love that. just through the wall. We're running at about a 20% growth or something right now. It's just crazy. That's amazing. I think there's been this kind of cultural shift where people are way more interested in it as of late. And in a weird way, I kind of, while COVID has been generally negative, mm -hmm. I do think that it's also kind of brought about, you know, we saw it at the beginning where people were like starting to break, <laughs> bake bread and stuff like right. that. Suddenly I was like, oh, that's weird. But I think what that was the beginning of is people going, oh, I'm going to be at home more often. Maybe I don't need to do the fast food, microwavable mm -hmm. food thing, right? Like, and you just try new stuff stuff sure. you know it's like that you see it with all the food cooking shows and i don't know why i said that weird but you know all those kinds of shows that i think are getting the average consumer interested in this kind of thing and then look you can come to a place like jungle gyms and be on the front line of trying new stuff and we have everything yeah and we've we've um, had a lot of customers come in here during the covid because they couldn't find things in the competitive stores around us yeah and now they're coming back of course. That's, that's sweet. So we are getting repeat business. There's an awful lot of those 
consumers I'm talking to in the aisles that are, are all new customers. And now that they've tried this, uh, I don't think they're going to go back to their big box store and they're out of stocks, things like that. So. Well, I think what's really nice here too is not only do we carry all that stuff, but in my experience, and I've only been here a couple of months, but in my experience, you all take you know commentary and requests to heart, especially when it's people from that specific culture. I think that's, I mean, hey, the fact that we're employing so many people from, mm-hmm. I forget what the count was the other day, but I think we speak like 35 languages in the store. That's a good guess. Yeah. You know, something, something around there, which is insane to me, right? Like, right. and I feel like the most uneducated person now is I speak like 1.5. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we get paged all day long to the front, you know, the management team, Kathy, will call back and say, I need somebody that speaks Vietnamese. Right. Send them up here. And we get that all day long. That's so cool, though. Where else are you going to experience? I mean, you're really not going to get that kind of experience, especially in the Midwest. Right. You know, you might, I, I might experience that in like LA, New York City, and Cincinnati. Did we really think that would be on no. the list? No. But look at us. There we go. We're the only place to do it. So you heard it here, folks, right from me. Someone who's paid to say that to you. <laughs> <laughs> all getting aside. Jim, I appreciate your time as always. My pleasure, Mark. Yeah. Uh, any th- so we got Lunar New Year coming up, so we'll get hyped on that. Anything else that we should be uh, um, teasing I'm, the audience? I'm with? actually already working on the ads for January, which is Lunar New Year, and February, uh, which will be Cajun slash Mardi Gras. Oh, that'll, that'll be, be fun. fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it will be. Oh, good. So that, those two are in the box. Those are on their way. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, it's King's Cake season. So. Uh, I'm getting ready to put, I got that order sitting on my desk. Do you really? Getting That's ready. funny. That's yeah. one of those products I want to love more than I actually do, though, to be honest it's, with you. It's fine. It's like psychological. Yeah. Got to have it. Right. Exactly. It's it's the... Uh, it's really, it's, not, not, really not all that, is it? But <laughs> Well, I, you know what's funny is I talked about fruitcake in a recent episode. And that got a bad rap thanks to Johnny Carson and all this funny stuff. But uh, in a weird way, I kind of feel like King's Cake needs to be on the cakes we don't love list. Right. <laughs> and, and, and just be careful you don't eat the little baby in the cake. Yeah. That's, that's it, the uh, biggest thing. You're telling me that this cake comes with a guaranteed joking it's like, it's like, I don't know if it's seven years bad luck if you eat the baby. <laughs> oh, hopefully, yeah, sure. at least. Yeah. yeah. That's too funny. Well, I'm looking forward to this. And thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. All right, Mark. Thank you. Well, I look forward to having you and Lucia on here in the future. We're just going to bring all kinds of international voices on the show. So it's going to be fun. Absolutely. Beautiful. Jim, thanks so much for your time. You know what? We'll get some more international voices on there next time, huh? Well, hey, everyone. This is fun. A shorter episode, sure. Thank you for listening, as always. This was our last episode of 2021. Time is just flying. I mean, it just feels like... Three months ago, we started this. Uh, Next week, I've got some more fun stuff for you. Um, I'm traveling a bit, um, but I'm pulling up some classic interviews for you. But I thought this would be a fun New Year, New Me uh, interview. So I'm going to be airing an interview with one of our employees from Nepal. And then playing off the New Year, New Me vibes, I actually had some fun what brings you in with a personal trainer and a dentist. And so there's all kinds of fun little uh, tips and tricks because you know what? Yeah, where else but Jungle Gyms would you get that kind of action? You know, I don't imagine that celebrity dentists are showing up to uh, other podcasts in the international market game, right? I don't even know other international markets to refer to. That's how special we are. But you know who else is special? You, the audience. That's right. I said it. Now you know. I'm having a great time here. I hope you all are too. I'm looking forward to next week's episode. And when I get back into town, we'll have some fun stuff. We're going to be getting ready for Lunar New Year in January. And there's... 
so many cool things. You know what? Jim teased you already with some of the stuff we've got coming up. So if you have questions or thoughts about this kind of stuff and you want me to dive into certain aspects of it, what I would recommend you do, shoot me an email at podcast at junglegyms.com or call me at 513-674-6855. That's country code one if you're calling from outside the country. Leave me a little voicemail. Let me know. I'll air the voicemail on the show unless you request otherwise. On uh, the emails, I just like it because I really, you know, we're, we're building that uh, parasocial relationship. I really just want this to work for us all. So I want this show to be something that you enjoy and we enjoy. Okay. Well, on that, I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms Podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.